0: I'm Quinn
1: and I'm Alex and we're a a couple couple of characters
0: Characters. we discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games what are we talking about today Alex
1: so today we will be branching out and trying a new system and we're going to make a character for blades in the dark
0: yes so once we hit 500 followers on Twitter we did a poll to see what people wanted us to make and this was the resounding choice
1: yeah. So we gave like, you know, four different systems as, as options that we had heard of or somewhat new, and this is the one they wanted.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna give the people what they want.
1: So let's uh give a quick background of what Blades in the Dark is. So I
0: was gonna say that sounds great and all, but first it's time for a random encounter. Wee well, well. <laughs> Um This is a segment where we briefly talk about characters we have encountered outside of RPGs, like in TV, movies, books, etc. Alex, do you have a character?
1: So I wanted to talk about a book. I'm actually going to talk about like 12 different characters, but not all of them. So the book There, There by Tommy Orange. And this book is, it kind of has 12 different people as the main characters in it. Mm -hmm. So it like switches perspectives and they are all kind of ending up at this powwow. And I love this book because of how he tied all these stories together and they're like distinct. They're all indigenous people and they're all going to this powwow for whatever reasons and they all end up together. Um, I was mostly, uh, I think one of my favorite characters was a complicated character named Jackie Redfeather who... Um, is dealing with, like, alcoholism, and she has these grandkids that she, um, her daughter that was raising them died. So, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but basically she's trying to, like, kind of uh, figure figure life out. It's, it's kind of about figuring life out and really helped me understand, like, the indigenous person a little bit more, I think.
0: Yeah. This is one that I've wanted to read for a while, so.
1: It was an excellent excellent book
0: it's, it's good to hear that you know it's a great book
1: not usually my style of book actually going into it i thought it was a fantasy book for some reason probably because <laughs> most books on my tbr like more than nine out of ten of them are fantasy <laughs> books yeah so and I then you asked me
0: when's it gonna be fantasy and i said oh honey yeah
1: something like three chapters in like when i thought uh i was like when is the apocalypse happening or something i thought there was fantasy
0: <laughs> i was like nope <laughs>
1: No. Anyway, uh what character did you bring?
0: So, we recently binged the TV show Psych. So, I wanted to talk about my favorite side character, Woody the Coroner.
1: <laughs> Excellent choice. Yes.
0: So, he's the coroner for the Santa Barbara Police Department and he is simultaneously really good and really bad at his job. Like, he's quick at one point to agree that a vampire did indeed kill someone
1: mm-hmm. or yep. that this person caused pers- to marks.
0: Yeah. Or that a person had a smallpox even though it had been eradicated <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, well obviously, oh yeah, I just found out that smallpox has been eradicated, and we're like, What where have you been?
1: Yeah, like are you thinking what I'm thinking? And then Sean will say something like reasonable and what do you say? Oh, I thought you were gonna say like, you know, robot from the future.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's obviously good enough at his job to not get fired. Mm-hmm. Though he does get in trouble for reopening a body to retrieve a sandwich that he had accidentally left in it.
1: Mm-hmm. So it, win some, lose some.
0: Yeah. And he also <laughs> says these really bizarre things like that a woman is still a looker even though she's been dead for twenty years and, you know, <laughs> in the ground, not preserved in any way. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, just, I just I just love this zany guy.
1: He's an interesting guy for yeah.
0: sure. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's very unusual and I just just loved him.
1: All right so back to Blades in the Dark.
0: Yes so Alex since you have actually played in this system before do you want to just like briefly go over some like mechanics and kind of like what the point of the game is?
1: Yeah I will do my best. Okay so it's an RPG that's set in the city of Duskfall and Duskfall is like a It's always night there, except when it's dawn and when it's dusk, and then otherwise it's night. And so then there's some other quirky things about the city, but basically you are on a crew of some sort of, like, uh, you're either, like, thieves or you might be cultists or, you know, something like that.
0: Some sort of, like, criminal or underbelly of, like, society kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so then each person plays a character that's in the crew, and then you kind of uh, just... It's more of an episodic style of game, so D and D is more like you know a long uh, campaign style. And if I have my longbow, then I have my longbow. Whereas *Blaze in the Dark* is more like let's—it's more like a TV show. Whereas D and D is more like a movie, right? So in *Lord of the Rings*, it's kind of like long and uh, like drawn out, and you get all the details of them traveling and stuff. Mm -hmm. But Blaze in the Dark is like, you know, the TV show Buffy or something where it's like, oh, we got to hunt vampires. Okay, you're at the vampire's place. What do you do? You know, so it's like it puts you right in the action.
0: Yeah, like right in the scene. Like it jumps around more so.
1: Yeah. And And the system, I was going to talk quick about that. It's pretty easy. It's just D6s. So you basically get points in different skills and you either roll, you know, anywhere from 0 D6, which is... You roll 2 and take the lower. And then you can go up to, like, I think 4d6 or something. You can probably get higher with people's help and stuff. But that's kind of the the whole game, I think, in a brief overview.
0: Yeah, and another interesting thing is, like, instead of planning things out before you go, you just kind of go there and then you do, like, flashback scenes, right?
1: Yeah, you can do that for sure. Okay. I think the gameplay style was like this. You kind of do, like, a... You decide on your score, Mm -hmm. which is what they call it. And then you do a little bit of like background investigating to kind of like try to get a little better footing for the beginning of the score. So you might try to like use a contact to find out the blueprints of the house that you're going to rob or something like that. So you use like an architect friend that you have in the city. And then that from there you're like okay now you're at the house that you're gonna rob you're outside what do you do, and then so for the like items and stuff you actually pick once you're in the score so like if you you just pick how many things you're carrying so it's like from two to like six or something yeah and then you're like okay well the door's locked and you're like all right well I'm good thing I brought I my lock lockpick yeah tools. exactly. So that's kind of, uh yeah, that's kind of the game. And then you just go from there. And then at the end of the session, your crew will um, gain some renown. You'll probably gain some heat, which is like the police wanting to look okay. for you. sure. People might get picked up by the cops depending on, like, how high your heat is and, like, their sentence. Depends on how high your heat is. Sure, sure. Um, and then you kind of, each person goes through and, like, marks down their experience points. So you get experience for um, either a cool roleplay thing that you did that related to your backstory. Or if you do a specific thing, depending on your playbook, which is, like, your class. And, or if you dealt with your addiction or trauma. Because each character starts out with, like, an addiction. It's called a vice. Yeah. So it could be, like, drugs. It could be um, my character's vice was clothing, like, fine clothing that they wanted to buy. Um, Another person's vice was, like, I think it was called luxury, but really just went to, like, this jazz club. So it doesn't have to be drugs or whatever. Yeah. Basically, though, you can get experience points for either dealing with your vice. Like, I think one time I... I rifled through some skeletons to see if they had, like, any fancy clothing, and then later I marked that as experience because I was, like, dealing with my vice. Sure. Yeah. Um. So you said you looked up a little background or history on the game slash Duskfall. I'm not sure which one. Why don't you tell us about it?
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't look up a ton, but I, I got a little a little thing. So the setting of it isn't, like, your typical high fantasy setting, mm-hmm. like, It's kind of post-apocalyptic. Yeah. And it's set in this world called the Shattered Isles, and they are shattered and all have wildly different climates because of this magic left over from the cataclysm, which happened because this wizard tried to, or no, they did break the gates of death open, and then as a result of that, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it exploded everything and killed the sun, and that is why it is mostly dark.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't
0: know that. Yep. And so this made the, you know, like the standard high fantasy setting that ended and like how the world had been. And then the people build up this industrial civilization atop the ruins.
1: Yeah. And I would say like the technology level is like there are pistols and like uh, rifles. And then there are some electronics like there's... I think, like, light bulbs, but not, like, you know, a ton of electronics. And they're probably a little less reliable. Okay. Like, my character was a leech, which is we'll get into a little bit, maybe. I think we can maybe give a brief overview of the Yeah, so I playbook.
0: think, yeah, so first we need to choose a playbook, which, like Alex said, is kind of, like, it's akin to the class in Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. And it represents your character's reputation in the underworld, their special abilities, and how they advance through the game. And there.
1: Oh, oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say there are seven playbooks to choose from.
1: I was going to say one other cool thing about um, Blades in the Dark is also your crew will get a playbook. So there are different styles of playbook for the crew, like depending on what type of crew you are. Right. And then your crew will level up as you do. So then. As you level up with your crew, you get, like, better, uh, you get, your home base gets better, or yeah. you get, like, cool things. Like, uh, one of the options is, like, you have a boat and a little dock at your base now.
0: Cool. Yeah. But we're not going to pick any of that today because that's kind of, like, a group thing, and we're just making it character.
1: Yeah. All right. So should we, let's run I through I was going to list them the all. Playbooks. and
0: Yeah, and then say, like, just, like, a brief description of what it is. Okay. So... There is a Cutter, Hound, Leech, Lurk, Slide, Spider, and Whisper. The Cutter is a dangerous and intimidating fighter. It's kind of like a mix between a and d rogue and fighter.
1: I would say Barbarian fighter.
0: Barbarian fighter, okay. Yeah.
1: I think it's more about just hit stuff and think later.
0: Oh, uh, that's Quinn's kind of thing. Yeah,
1: this is definitely what Quinn would be.
0: That's what Quinn would choose if she wasn't going to randomly roll a die to make a character. <laughs> The Hound is a deadly sharpshooter and tracker, kind of like a ranger, yes?
1: Yes. This, I think, would be your ranger, and I think you get a beast for free with this one.
0: Okay. You get, like, a beast companion. When I was looking, I didn't, like, see that, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist.
1: I think you do. Okay. It might be one of the upgrades. So, I guess when you pick a playbook, there's, like, a list of upgrades that you can choose from, and at the beginning of the game, you choose one. Okay, so. yeah. Well, we'll get into yeah, that we'll with, get the, to with that. The whatever one we yeah. choose.
0: Yes. Leech is a saboteur and technician. Like, they kind of like to blow things up. Yes. Yeah,
1: so I would say I they're was gonna like say your like yep. Yeah. Because um, you can also go down the path of, like, I want to make chemicals that are, like, potions and that kind of stuff. Or you can go down the, I want to make, like, devices like flamethrowers or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, like, I think our different playbook has the option to make, like, magical items.
0: Yes. So. The lurk is a stealthy infiltrator and burglar.
1: Yeah, so this one's kind of, like, a rogue, but the next one's also kind of, like, a
0: rogue. I was like, so it seems, seems like, like a like rogue, but thief. also, like, a kind of a monk, too. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, the slide...
1: Is the other half of rogue. Yes. And this one's more, like, the assassin style, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But they also focus on like subtle manipulation, so they could also be kind of like a bard. As okay, well. so they're
1: like their charisma. Yeah, the rogue charisma rogue
0: versus like the dex one. Okay, and then the spider is a devious mastermind.
1: Yeah, so there isn't really an analogous class in D&D I mean, because it's this the one's...
0: mastermind rogue is <laughs> yeah, what I it suppose. is.
1: Because this one is more, like, about I'm using my connections and manipulating people to get yeah, what I want.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then the Whisper is an Arcane Adept and Channeler. And this is kind of, like, your catch-all for all of, like, the magic people.
1: Yeah, because it's basically... So in uh, Dustfall or in Blades in the Dark, there are ghosts that are... Whenever someone dies and their body isn't, like, um, I think, burned, a ghost appears, like, an hour later. Okay. And so then the ghosts, like, just kind of are in the city. They're doing their thing. So, Mm -hmm. Whisperers can, like, try to summon ghosts, try to control ghosts, etc.
0: Yeah. So, it's kind of, like, the mix between, like, the divine stuff with kind of, like, that, like, spirits and stuff. And then also the arcane. Yep. Of, like, magical instruments and stuff. Yeah. So, we're gonna roll a D8. And... We're going alphabetical, and if we get an eight, we're just gonna. Maybe I'll choose a. I'll choose a cutter. If we <laughs> do that, we got a one.
1: Oh, we got cutter. We anyway. got cutter,
0: anyways.
1: <laughs> okay, so like we said before, this is kind of like a barbarian slash fighter style of. I want to get in the face of my enemies, and I want to hit them. Yes. I will solve problems with smashing.
0: The only way to solve problems in games, I think. <laughs> okay, so next we need to choose a heritage, which is like which island you're from and what your family is like. There are six islands plus the major city that we were talking about, Duskfall. So another D8, and if we get an 8, we'll just reroll.
1: That's a 7. What was your last option alphabetically?
0: Tituros.
1: Okay, what is that?
0: Tichiros is a far-off land disconnected from the rest of the Empire, so it's, like, really far away. The other ones have, like, bridges and roads and things and, like, established paths to get between them. And people say the Tichirosi, rudely called strangers, have demon blood in their lineage. Okay. So we're, like, kind of like a tiefling Mm-hmm. Sounds great.
1: What should we roll for a gender? Oh
0: yeah, we can do that. I mean that's normally later, but we can do that now.
1: Oh okay. I'm doing it now. Is a guy. Of course. <laughs> we always get men.
0: Well do you want to make no, something no, different? No, no, okay. no, it's fine.
1: Sometimes we have to accept it because if we always change it then we'll never have men.
0: Mhm. Alright. So he's from Titaros, so he's he's got some demon blood in him. Sounds cool.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Now we choose a background, which is what you're doing before you started the campaign. So before you joined your crew, what were you doing? The options are academic, labor, law, trade, military, noble, and underworld. And let's roll a D8.
1: Oh, we're going to roll, all right.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm not choosing. I'm curious just to see what happens.
1: I was going to choose military, but let's see what we roll. Six.
0: He's a noble.
1: Okay. A noble from Ticharos. Did I say that right?
0: From my understanding, yes.
1: Correct. (laughs) Nailed it. Okay, so a noble from Ticharos, and that's kind of interesting because I feel like in Blades in the Dark, if I remember correctly, we started out with basically no money. So maybe this guy's family kind of uh, has fallen out of favor.
0: Yes, so either they fell out of favor or maybe depending on his vice, he got disowned.
1: Yeah, all right, let's uh, continue. We'll get into it in a minute. Okay,
0: so the next thing we do is assign the action dots. Okay. So that's what Alex was talking about before, where there's a bunch of different, like, things that each specific playbook has, and you... Actually, no, this is not JK. This is the thing that everybody has.
1: Yeah, so these are like your skills. Um, so there's uh, 12 total skills that you can have, and then there's like three kind of um, overarching groups that they're in. So there's three groups of four each. And then kind of you determine your uh, overarching roles based on the dots within your little four by four grid. Or yeah. Whatever.
0: And each playbook has like some stuff that they start out with a little better than others.
1: Yeah, so, like, any cutter is going to start out with, what do we got, Quinn? Probably, like... uh, We've got
0: two dots in skirmish. Yep, which is, like, fighting. one in command. Now, I have a question for you, because when you're assigning dots, the maximum starting level is two during character creation. Does that mean beyond that initial line?
1: Yes, we can only have, I think, three dots in that thing. Okay. Because I think we were allowed to start with three dots in a box. Okay. But it's kind of good to spread them out because, like we said, the goal is usually to roll, like, I think, uh, four or above. Is that right?
0: I have no idea. Let me... Hold on. Okay. I didn't actually read the things. Um, If I recall, it's four. Yes. So...
1: Yeah, so... You want to roll a four or above. So if you get one die going, that's a 50% chance. But if you have no dots, then you're, like I said, you're going to roll two dice and take the lower one. Right. So your odds are going to drop.
0: Yeah. Let's just, we're going to run through, like, the skills real quick. So, or actions, whatever. So there's the three main categories are insight, prowess, and resolve. Insight is hunt, study, survey, tinker prowess is finesse prowl skirmish and wreck and resolve has a tune command consort and sway yes Do
1: we want to give a brief description i think some of those are obvious some of them aren't yeah so like let's say you say them and then you say what you think they are so some of them are pretty obvious i think yeah
0: so like insight in general like seems kind of wisdom based stuff a lot like but I mean but it also has study. So hunting I'm assuming is like being able to kind of like investigate things.
1: That's like that's literally like tracking people.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then study is like
1: Study is like reading a situation or a person. Okay. So it's kinda of like insight or yeah. I think it's more like insight. And okay. it can be like investigation too.
0: Okay. And then survey is I'm guessing like Survey is like, like perception. Okay. Tinker is
1: tinker is like um, making devices, sleight of hand. yeah, oh, okay. and it could be like picking a lock, but that might also be prowl. So in Blades in the Dark, you actually it's a little different than D anD D because, well, at least when I played, I'm sure this is that either my DM made this up or sorry, my GM made this up or this is the rules, but. In Blades in the Dark, you kind of try to make an argument as to which skill you want to use. So if you're picking a lock and you have a dot in Tinker, but you don't have a dot in Prowl, you could try to make the argument, well, I'm tinkering with the lock to do this thing. Sure. But I think Tinker is usually for, like, device, like, messing with devices. Okay. More so than picking locks.
0: All right. And then Prowess, we've got Finesse. So, like dexterous things yeah
1: I think this is like your acrobatics and that kind of stuff yeah prowl prowl is like sneaking N- yeah, and it's stuff. also like making a surprise attack on someone
0: okay um skirmish is actually like fighting people right like yep, yep. oh
1: hit yep just hit someone or shoot them or whatever
0: and wreck is that like a sabotaging thing like I'm trying to like disable somebody something
1: that well so my character is a leech mainly use that to throw grenades Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, or Literally it... wreck. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's like, I'm going to take a bat to this window.
1: Yeah, I think you could use wreck for that.
0: Okay. And then resolve, we've got attune. So that's like using magic items, yes. right?
1: Attune is magic. It's summoning ghosts or, you know, trying to like figure out where there's a ghost door or something like that.
0: Okay. Command is like, persu- like kind of persuading. Yeah, like the rest you're...
1: of these are all like charisma things. So okay. the command is like, you know. Telling someone what to do. Sway, I think, is, like, charming someone onto your side. And consort is, like, being on equal footing with someone and kind of getting along with them.
0: Okay. So.
1: So we start out with, you said, two dots in skirmish and one dot in...
0: Command. Command. Okay. So I kind of, like, since this guy's a noble, like, I feel like he would try to do like more command or sway things like you know
1: i don't think he's consorting with the the peasants i agree (laughs) so we could yeah let's do another dot in command okay or we could do one in sway either way
0: okay so we have to assign four dots so yeah i think
1: i will say let's say one more quick thing sure so for your like if you make an insight roll or a prowess roll or a resolve roll Your number is going to be the total number of boxes underneath it that you have at least one dot in. Oh, okay. So it's kind of good to be well balanced and, like, spread out your dots if you care about that. And then later, if you make, like, a... I don't remember what it was called because it's been, like, four months since I've played Mm -hmm. or longer. But there's, like, a check to try to resist things, and if you do that, you you might use your weakest, um, like, roll. So if you only have one dot in an in insight box, then you would roll one die.
0: Okay, so that's kind of like a saving throw? Yes. Okay. All right, yeah. So let's do a dot in Sway.
1: Okay.
0: And...
1: I think we could give them a dot in wreck because if you're good at fighting you're probably also somewhat good at like breaking stuff
0: yeah i feel like that probably got him into trouble like he liked fighting and stuff yeah um i feel like he's not good at like study (laughs) okay because like he's not good at reading the situation and this is why he gets into trouble a lot
1: yeah that makes sense how do we feel about prowl is he kind of sneaky light on his feet for a big guy
0: mmm
1: no it's a big oaf
0: no I think he's a big oaf
1: okay I don't think he has um a tune because I don't think he has had any experience dealing with ghosts or magic
0: no I don't I don't think so either
1: what else have we got we got finesse um finesse I guess we could do survey maybe yeah. he's good at like quickly gauging the situation he's been in a lot of fights and he's like quickly he can do a quick survey of the room and say all right i can take on these three guys or whatever
0: is survey the one you'd use to like you get connections or like figure out connections to things
1: um it's like a perception check oh I it's think. a
0: perception one? yeah okay
1: but like i said you can make an argument for like a survey to make connections between things
0: oh it was more like people
1: I think that was study. more.
0: Study. Okay. Well, I don't want to give him that. So. Yeah,
1: I think survey.
0: Sounds good. And then we've got one more. And then I feel like hunt.
1: Yeah, or we could do a second dot and one that we already have. If you feel good about it, we could do hunt though. Like maybe he's learned a little bit about tracking. Oh, he like has I was his, thinking he like has his hounds like at the at the manor.
0: Yes Yes
1: we do some We do a bit of uh, Fox hunting Yeah so that's what I was
0: thinking I was like hunting Like he's not used to like Hunting people in cities Like he's used to like Hunting Like potential wildlife (laughs) And stuff Yeah like He's
1: going out quail hunting Or whatever With his family Exactly Alright that does sound like A noble thing to do
0: Yeah For sure Okay I'm feeling good about this right. When do we
1: give this guy a name?
0: I mean, like, at the end, but we could give him a name now. Okay. Reginald.
1: Archibald. Okay. I want you to just keep saying names until...
0: (laughs) Oh, we're going to keep saying names. Don't worry. Percival.
1: William.
0: Foxtrot.
1: The third.
0: I was going to say the third, too. Nailed it. And he is, like, obnoxious.
1: For sure.
0: Yeah. All right, now we do the thing that Alex really wanted to do, which was assign a special ability. Wait, so,
1: they also have a um, alias. Okay. Or are we doing that later? Well, let's do it later. I will because okay. I want to do special ability.
0: Yeah, I know you've been dying to do the special ability. So each playbook has eight options to choose from. I think we should roll again, see what random stuff we get. And what is know. the
1: last one though?
0: Um, we have to re-roll, but.
1: Oh, wait, no, no. no, The last option is Veteran, right?
0: Oh, yeah, the last one is Vigorous.
1: Is there one after that?
0: It's the Veteran.
1: Okay. Yeah, so each playbook has Veteran in it.
0: Okay, so explain the Veteran thing because I was wondering about it.
1: You can take Veteran multiple times, and it just lets you literally take a special buddy from a different playbook.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I don't feel like looking into other things.
1: I was going to say, yeah, it's... That's not really a thing we want to probably do with this person, but we could, yeah. that's a thing you can do. So if you really like a whisper ability, but you really like the Spider playbook, you could do a little bit of both. Okay. Also, every playbook has a ghost option, like one of their special abilities has the word ghost in it. And if your character dies and becomes a ghost, they maintain all abilities with the word ghost in it and lose all other special abilities, so... Dying is not great. Yeah. All right, I'm going to roll to see which ability we get.
0: Six. Not to be trifled with, which I feel like is a very noble thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I am
1: not to be trifled with, sir.
0: Yes. You can push yourself to do one of the following. Perform a feat of physical force that verges on the superhuman engage a small gang on equal footing in close combat
1: yes this is one of the special abilities my friend andrew had when we played and he literally like would just run into groups of men and be like i can do this guys you guys get out of here and just go and take on literally like five guys
0: (laughs) that is hilarious
1: yep cool so yeah we got reginald He's got his yeah. uh special abilities. So what is next, Quinn?
0: We're getting into the home stretch now. We have to choose a close friend and a rival. So each playbook has a list of five people to choose from, and we'll just we'll just roll again. Um and the friend is like a close friend, a long-time ally, family relation, or a lover that you have, and then the rival could be like an enemy, scorned lover, betrayed partner, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and these come into play like when I was saying that you kind of try to get info before the score. You can use these friends. And for score ideas, you could also be like, oh, yeah, there's this guy I hate. Let's screw him over. All right, let's roll.
0: Got a four. So we've got, this is for the first one.
1: Yeah, but is for the friend.
0: Yeah. Grace, an extortionist.
1: One on the second All for of right. rival.
0: Marlene, a pugilist.
1: What's an extortionist and a pugilist?
0: So an extortionist is someone who, like, like extorting money.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes so, sense. So, like, like, a blackmailer.
0: Yeah. So, like, I think it makes a lot of sense that, like, maybe his... One of the things that got him in trouble is he, like, started, like, having a relationship with this, this woman, Grace, and...
1: Is that his ally?
0: Yes. Okay. And that maybe she was extorting his family for money. And what
1: is a pugilist?
0: That I don't know. But I do know how to pronounce the word.
1: See if we can find out.
0: A boxer, especially a professional one. Oh, okay. And then this boxer. So he was maybe he was doing some like underground like fighting. You know? Like some pit fighting. Yeah. And like doing bets and stuff like that and like gambling away his family's money.
1: Mm -hmm. Let's find out what his vice is, though. So let's keep going a little bit before we get... But I want to finish
0: saying this, and that this is the guy he lost to and humiliated him.
1: Yeah. Probably the reason he left or got kicked out of home, too. Because he lost. I think gambling is literally one of the vices. Yeah, I feel like
0: gambling is probably his vice. Like, that was the one I was kind of leaning towards for him, but...
1: That's fine. We don't have to roll. We pick gambling. We have that sort of power.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I agree. Okay. With so
1: yes, Reginald was in this underground fight club style, gambling ring, and he unethically, I will say, placed a bet on his own fight. Yes. And placed a lot of money, lost big. I feel like this guy like cheated too, or the person he was boxing against yeah. cheated. Yeah. Because Reginald can take on a small group of men or perform feats of superhuman strength. Right. He's not losing on equal footing here. Yes. So this person, like, you know, did something to mess with him first. And so he is, like, maybe on a little bit of a revenge kick.
0: Yeah. For this enemy. Or somebody, like, hired Marlene to, like, you know, cheat or whatever and do this stuff. So Mm -hmm. that way he, like... There's some sort of, like, political machina- machinations going on.
1: You say that with the C-H sound?
0: As I said it, I didn't like it. I know some people say it like that. I prefer machinations. Thank you. Personally. You said
1: it right. <laughs> My gosh.
0: Well, I was trying it like a machine, but no. Okay. I didn't like it, so yes.
1: Okay, so Reginald, yes. So he's in um, his little underground fighting ring. loses big. His parents find out that he's been, like gambling money yeah and they're like uh no dude this yeah, is like he, this like
0: he be- he'd like done all of his inheritance but he was like this is such a sure thing that he'd like tried to dip into like more of the family's funds mm-hmm. So like they find out when they're like whoa why are our coppers like whatever and then they're like and where what like it's all gone like all right you're done
1: yeah I feel like this is the last straw in like mm-hmm. a, a couple of things. Reginald has, he's kind of like been a screw up a little bit his yeah. whole life. Yeah. And so now Reginald has finally, he's broken the last straw. What is it?
0: It's the straw it's that the, broke the camel's yeah. back.
1: Yep. Yeah, there we go. I was like, I was trying to mix metaphors because I was yeah. trying to say that one. The last the, straw. And the last yeah. straw. <laughs> anyway. So, Reginald. Maybe that's
0: why the last straw is a thing.
1: That is entirely possible.
0: I've never had that thought before, but it's just like, what? Okay, whatever. We're moving on. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Reginald, uh, he's trying to join this crew of some sort, and he's like, you know what? I need money to like pay back a little bit of gambling debt that he probably has.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's got to try to like basically, he wants to get revenge on this Marlena. Is that what the, was that the name?
0: I said Marlene.
1: Marlene, okay. So he wants to get revenge on Marlene for whatever they had in the, you know, plan to ruin him. Mm-hmm. Not that they were intended to ruin Reginald. Like I feel like Marlene was not necessarily trying to. Yeah, ruin it to like, the <laughs> Yeah, Marlene wasn't doing it like.
0: Yeah, Marlene wasn't like trying to be vindictive about it. Like, but
1: Reginald is taking it that way.
0: Oh yeah, he's very proud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm
1: picturing. Can I give you a little quick picture of what mm-hmm. I'm thinking?
0: Oh yeah, the, I'm thinking. The last thing is like the flavor stuff, which is like name, alias if they use one, and like. What do they look like? Like, mm-hmm. what do they look like and what do they wear? Stuff like that.
1: What do you, okay, what's our alias? I was thinking maybe Fox because I was Leather's thinking Fox Trap, well. but it's not very beefy. That doesn't, that doesn't give me the idea of a big, beefy boy. What is Foxglove the plant? I
0: was just thinking Foxglove as well. I think it's poisonous.
1: That's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's a good nickname. And because boxers wear gloves, you know it's like oh, a, it's, it's a good
0: so good.
1: All right, Are regardless, of what
0: poisonous to humans.
1: Regardless, in
0: poisonous to the heart.
1: Yes, after regardless of whether or not fox love, as you. Oh just yeah, said.
0: digitalis. That's right. Like in large quantities, because like you know digitalis is like a heart medicine, whatever, like yeah. from this plant, but. If you have a lot of it, it can mess up the, like, rhythm of your heart and stuff. But, okay. yes, I love foxglove because the fox with the glove, it's great.
1: Okay. I was going to also say that even if foxglove wasn't poisonous, we would have just said that in the catastrophe or the calamity, whatever it was, that changed the world, it also made foxglove extremely poisonous.
0: Yeah. They're also, like, really pretty flowers. Like... okay. But
1: Reginald doesn't know that, so don't tell him. Because he just thinks it sounds cool. Yeah. And it's tough. It's manly. Okay, so anyway. Definitely a case of toxic
0: masculinity going on here.
1: Oh, for sure. I was picturing kind of like a, a big bald guy. And... Then he has like a little bit like a red hue to his skin because of his the, demonic blood.
0: Yes. Okay. Now is he like, like a shaved head or like,
1: I'm picturing a like, premature like Darth, Darth Maul, but less red than that.
0: Okay. Does and he have little horns. spikies?
1: Oh, he did. I mean, he could.
0: He could have little spiky okay, horns. Okay, yeah, let's make him oh have my little gosh, spiky yes. horns. I am definitely, yes, Darth Maul.
1: Okay, picture Darth Maul, but maybe not so red and not with the black whatever markings.
0: Not like the black tats.
1: I mean, he could have tats, I don't know.
0: Maybe, yeah, I don't know.
1: He's got a fox tattoo for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. And but not on his glove. head. Yeah. No. Probably I'm feeling like on his, like, bicep. I'm
1: bicep also tats. picturing maybe a, like, like a long trench coat but with like cut off sleeves
0: oh my gosh yes like very <laughs> like judd nelson-y almost but i mean he just had his sleeves rolled up in um the breakfast, oh, the club. breakfast club yeah
1: yeah it took me uh <laughs> until you said you know when before i remembered <laughs> what judd, who judd nelson was yeah i was just waiting for your life <laughs> <laughs> Life saver.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love it. And also, like, I feel like he wears like fingerless gloves, like just like Holy normally. Oh yeah!
2: And,
0: and they're like big leather. combat boots. Yes. Oh my okay. gosh. She's like that, like rebellious, goth teen, who like For is sure. from like the wealthy family, and they're just like pushing back. Yeah. Okay. This is great. I, I love really it.
1: like. Reginald. Yeah, Reginald. A.K.A. Fox Love.
0: Yeah. And s- his his close friends can call him Reggie.
1: Yeah. I don't think we've earned that right. No, we're not <laughs> we're not close to no, him.
0: No, no. Okay, this is great. I love it.
1: Alright, is there I don't think there's really anything else we need for Reginald.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's it for Reginald. Like this is a great fun character that we made. Like actually almost makes me want to play.
1: Mhm. It's pretty fun. I think you would enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I just like I
1: don't I don't think we have time. That that.
0: that was really the problem <laughs> is like I don't have time to play all these fun games. Yeah.
1: So let's give a quick recap of Reggie.
0: Reginald.
1: Let's give a quick recap of say the whole name for me. Reginald, him.
0: Archibald, yeah. Percival, William, Foxtrot the Third. AKA Foxglove. Fox
1: Alright, so he He's, is a
0: He is a cutter from Ticheros. Um, so he's got, like, a bit of a demonic bloodline, so he's got, like, a pale reddish skin. Like, his skin, like, has that little hue to it. Like, like a faint healing sunburn, almost, is what it kind of looks like. And he's got, like, a couple small, like, little horns, like, reminiscent of Darth Maul. Yep. And, um, he comes from a noble family, um, and he would hunt with his family on his their vast estates he has a bit of a gambling problem and that has caused his family to um kind of like not disown him but cut him off yeah because he keeps squandering their wealth
1: and so he's decided to go into the city of duskfall to try to kind of help a crew out and carve out a little slice of I think,
0: yeah, I think he was already there though, like doing like this underground, like fighting and stuff. And then he'd like go home. Yeah. And like white, crown or something. Yeah, there is a school in the city. And I think that he wasn't going to school. (laughs) He was cutting class and going, sleeping during the day so that at night he could carouse and do these pit fights, which he was very good at.
1: If I met Reggie in real life, I would hate him. Oh, yeah.
0: he's, (laughs) He's such a, like, a douchey bro, like he <laughs> yes. sucks.
1: Yep, but in like he's such a frat. In terms bro. of bla- Blaze in the Dark, he's pretty good. Yeah, um,
2: <laughs> and so
1: his special ability was that he can um, perform superhuman strength or feats of strength, or he can potentially take on a small gang by himself.
0: Yes, and
1: what was that called?
0: Uh, not to be trifled with.
1: That's right, because it was so good.
0: And we gave him points in Sway, Wreck, Survey, and Hunt. Yep. In addition
1: to the the ones you start with, with two in Skirmish and one in...
0: One in Command.
1: And one in Command.
0: Yes. And then his ally is Grace, an extortionist. So maybe, you know, that's one of the people he fell into, you know, he fell into the wrong crowd. Yeah. And... Marlene is his enemy because Marlene beat him, and he should not have been able to. Yeah, and he made him lose a lot of money, which yeah. is not great for him.
1: Okay, awesome. Yes. So there was a.
0: I was gonna say, and now it's time for listener feedback, right?
1: Yes, we have time. We can make work.
0: We'll make time for you, Jared. We should just take a quick break.
1: Sounds good.
0: All right, and we're back, and now it's time for some listener feedback.
1: Yes, we got another email from a friend of the show, Jared.
0: Yes. Jared wrote in, as we said, with another character idea that he had. This character's goal is to write the first in-world monster manual. He was thinking they'd be some kind of researcher who joined the party in the hopes of finding and studying the exotic creatures of the world. He thinks the character would specialize in skills, giving them insight and information on what the group encountered, and a potential mechanic he'd like the character to have is giving party members bonuses in combat, or even role roleplay if the character has the right kind of info. He was also wondering if research collected from enemies and allies could stack in some way, and he was unsure what their combat role would be, and if there were any current classes that would fit this narrative. So, Alex, with this in mind, do you have any suggestions for Jared?
1: Yeah, so my ideas for current classes would be a bard Probably College of Lore just because they are pretty versatile and the College of Lore is, you know, very open-ended so you can make it whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Another one that I was thinking was Ranger.
2: Makes sense.
1: You know, just because of the interest in animals and creatures. So that's why I was thinking Ranger. I didn't necessarily have one particular one in mind. Maybe Monster Hunter because that kind of seems to fit.
0: Yeah, my initial thoughts were making sense would either be a ranger bard or a knowledge domain cleric because they're all about, like, gathering knowledge and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that also works. And I had one last idea. Oh, I wasn't done talking. Oh, well, (laughs) go ahead then, coward.
0: And yeah rangers make sense because they get things like favored terrain and enemies which makes them better at knowing things about specific places and creatures mm-hmm. and i think the monster slayer subclass like you said gives some knowledge about certain enemies when you fight them and bards are all about collecting stories and researching things like that so that would probably be what i would choose to go with maybe they work for a university or a nature reserve and they're trying to make this creature encyclopedia like that's The reason they're doing it,
1: yeah, would I would think a sage background would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And I had one other idea. So the monk uh, way of the coupled soul that Matt Mercer put out Mm -hmm. is about the coupled soul is kind of an organization about collecting knowledge and information. So I think they're more kind of like spies usually in the in his world. But I think you could make it work for this as well, where sure. you're learning about creatures as you encounter them.
0: Is that what... It's
1: so what Marisha is. It's Bo.
0: Thank you. I could not remember <laughs> her character name. Um, And then I know you'd also said that you had... You came up with an idea for a new subclass that like incorporated all these ideas. You thought it was a really fun idea.
1: Yeah, so I, I think it's fun to kind of try to homebrew subclasses sometimes. And like we said, I think the Bard is the best option for this. And so I cumbered my own little college of taxonomy.
0: Which is such a great name.
1: Yeah, shout out to Quinn for helping me come up with that name.
0: It was a lot of fun coming up with that. And it just was so perfect. Just mm, chef's kiss.
1: So I kind of combined ideas from the Order of Scribes because they have a pretty big focus on like the wizard spell book Mm -hmm. and I took that and kind of made it into a monster manual for this bard and uh, the idea is kind of that you collect monsters and creatures in the book as you adventure and it gives you and your allies bonuses to fight those monsters in the future and then like there's ways to add creatures to your book and there's ways to um you know like I said give people bonuses you can also use the book as a spellcasting focus. So it kind of, I think, is checking all the boxes that Jerob was hoping to fill.
0: Yeah. You also gave it a name that I think is pretty cute. Go for it. The Creature Catalog.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't want to use Monster Manual because I was like, well, it might be confusing if you're talking about it and the DM's yeah. like, wait, but I have it the monster manual. Yeah, we're
0: big fans <laughs> and, of alliteration. Yeah,
1: so creature catalog was what I called it.
0: Yeah, which is a pretty great name.
1: And we'll post this on the website so that you can get all the details. But yes, that was just a fun definitely. little thing. Definitely. Actually, this is a uh, also a fun fact. One of our Patreon, uh, st- like stretch or not stretch goals, but like. Our yeah. Tier, so this actually, tiers. yeah,
0: when Alex made this, it gave him the idea to have this as a. A patron um, one of our potential Patreon rewards so and we'll talk about that more in a second but Jared or anyone else if you have any questions about this new subclass please let us know
1: yeah and especially if you play it let us know too because yeah. that would be awesome to hear about that
0: yes and like if you make any changes because you're like oh this wasn't quite like when actually playing it because you know we haven't play tested it yet
1: oh yeah i did not play test i just made it so yeah. if it, if you're like this is too underpowered or it's too overpowered i don't think it's too overpowered <laughs> yeah but maybe it's a little underwhelming you could maybe boost it a little bit
0: yeah you can find more information about our show at a couple of characters have ideas of systems you'd like us to try next or feedback or need help creating your next character Email us at a couple of pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ACOC Podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes.
1: Yeah, the five star reviews that we get on there are really helpful, so go ahead and do that and then tell a friend. Or yeah. do both.
0: Yes. And another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. Just search a CoC podcast. And if you enjoyed hearing about the new subclass Alex created, you can become a Patreon donor at the legend level and we'll design a custom subclass that you request.
1: Yeah, and I would love to do it. I have fun doing it, so it would be like a reward for me as well.
0: Yes, but it does take a bit of time.
1: Yeah, it is time consuming.
0: Which is why it is a tiered reward. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also support us by going to bookshop.org slash shop slash ACOC podcast and all the purchases you make through that affiliate link will help support our show. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex and Winterland.
0: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Not a Dr. Quinn. Thanks for listening.
1: Keep on rolling. In my soup.
0: Monkeys and lions loop da loop.
1: You knew more words than I did. Sorry. Just had a little burpee. Not like the uh, exercise. Yeah. But like the physical, Mm -hmm. gastrointestinal phenomena. Yeah.
0: Animal crackers in
1: my soup. Okay. All tigers and loop-de-loops. Hit it.